Welcome to Cup of Tea with the Vet. This is a fortnightly show pre-recorded live on social media. I started the show to help owners fall back in love with their vets and learn more about them as humans. We learn all about the vets' lives on this show and it's really fun and interesting. Enjoy the show. Just hold it up at the right time. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Cup of Tea with the Vet. It's our first one of uh, 2021, um, and we have got Crystal Van Veen joining us. Um, hi, Crystal. Happy New Year. Hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, and we're looking forward to speaking to Crystal because, actually, funnily enough, I have known Crystal for years. Um, which is really, really weird. We go back, way back, um, because Crystal used to work at Castle Vets and that was where I was working as an emergency nurse um, back at Vets Now. Um, and then uh, I ended up being a physio there. And yeah, so- We surgeries together, didn't we? And I did a Vets Now locum shift. Uh, yes, I don't think I could ever forget it, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, mental times. So yeah. Crystal, please introduce yourself. Okay, so my name's Crystal. I um, am a small animal vet and last week officially we started on the road with my new mobile small animal veterinary surgery which is Vetmobile UK. Um, doing a lot of things that a, that a small animal vet surgery would do minus x-rays, surgery and hospitalisation but I reckon we can put our hand at most other things. We've got bloods and ultrasound and acupuncture um, and normal vet stuff too, nail clipping and vaccines when it's appropriate. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit of old fashioned vetting. We're giving people lots of time and meeting people in their homes and it's great so far. Well, firstly, congratulations, because that's a really big thing. You know, it's been a really massive investment, huge, huge investment of time, money, buying your van um, and trying to work out how to run a business in a very different way to the traditional. So yeah. um, that, that's really great. And I love that you say, um, you know, old fashioned vetting, because actually I do think that's something that, you know, people do sort of miss is, you know, when they know that they're always going to see the same vet and, you know, it's something that people love that consistency. So for you mm -hmm. to have found a way to achieve that is wonderful. Yeah. So what inspired you to do this? What made you think, oh, I'm going to go on the road? Um, so I used to do, around my full-time job, I used to do home visit acupuncture. It was supposed to be horses. I was supposed to, it was called pony pins, there's the clue. Um, and I wanted to just do a little bit of stuff outside of work. I got permission from work to do it, etc. But I ended up doing lots of dogs and I would go and visit people in their homes and I would acupuncture their dogs. And I, these were lovely people, you know, really invested in their pets. They really wanted to put the time in, the money in, all the rest of it. and they would ask me questions about normal stuff and you could tell there was definitely a market or would be not a market but like a, a need for people need. To have someone to come and do things in in their home and that was 2008 2009 and then I got super busy with life and stuff and I gave it up there wasn't quite enough work to keep it ticking over and then the practice which I love which I was at for 18 years um they got bought by a corporate in 2018 and my very first thought was because I'd never wanted to work for a corporate that was why I chose to work for them in the first place was they were a big independent was that's it I'm going mobile then I looked at it and it all looked a bit scary so I went out and I stuck with my job but then this year well in the past 12 months we went through a fairly decent family tragedy um which made me reevaluate a lot of things and then obviously coronavirus happened which has been so hard for everyone in the veterinary profession. It, I can't even tell you how exhausting the everything has been. It's been relentless. Some clients have been fantastic. Others have been fairly difficult um, at understanding why people are doing less or, or whatever. But on the main, people have been lovely. Um, and it all just fed into this desire for me to do something different. Um, and so I just, I looked into it a bit more and then I looked into it a bit more and then I found a van and I put a deposit on the van and then it kind of snowballed from there and I spent sort of six months between putting the deposit on the van and really getting on the road doing everything and learning how, so much about an industry that I've worked in for 18 years I knew nothing about how anything ran and it's been the biggest learning curve of my life so far yeah. <laughs> but 
it's been so far brilliantly received and my aim is hopefully to work alongside local vets when people want care at home but they'll also want care in a surgery and my hope is that we can there's enough work for everybody there's enough clients for everybody and just to work alongside everybody and provide a different service that isn't available in this area that is clearly really needed I think that's a fantastic thing and what a great you know collaboration you're absolutely right teamwork you know veterinary does need to be a massive team effort from lots of different areas and you're absolutely right there are I and mean, there's some patients just simply can't get out or some owners that simply can't get out and so having that less stress environment can be the world for some so um you know not necessarily needed for others so yeah that's that's fantastic and i you know i wish you every luck and i hope that you do get those collaborations that'll be wonderful now i have to tell you the people are just swinging on here with the comments so thank you so much everybody for joining in and joining us i am absolutely thrilled um so hello to all of you um mag says hi crystal hello um david wants to know where does vet mobile a uh, mobile vet cover what's your area um, so there's a picture on the website. It's, it, I was advised by another mobile vet who's in the fleet area to keep the area quite small so that you could do a good service. So my sort of core area is about five to seven miles radius around from where I live and I'm in Upper Woolhampton. So it's kind of Newbury to Thiel to Upper Basildon and the north and kind of Brimpton and things in the south. I do have clients outside of that. Um, I just... Mercy dashed over to Spencer's Wood for somebody this evening. Um, if I if it's if it's sort of within about a twenty minute journey, then it can be quite a long more distance. So you know if you can use the motorway. Uh, but the aim is really I don't want to spend more time driving than I spend with people. Um, of you know, I really feel like giving my time to the people is much more important than putting the road the miles on the road. So there, there's some flexibility. And for example, we've been asked to go and. Um, do a whole litter of puppies next week which are a bit further away than that they're about 45 minutes away but that's a kind of a one-off job and um you know there's puppies so they're cute um <laughs> okay. it'll be nicer for them than being taken out of their home to go so you know some things like that will go out of our area for but we're trying to to stick to an area and i'm not covering much of reading obviously due to not wanting to have any kind of conflict of previous employers and things yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, so uh, Jane also says, hiya. Um, and Laura says... Um, Jane as in mother. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it when mums get involved. Thanks, mum. That's great. Um, so her question is, is the mobile vet model unique or do you know others around the UK? There are Good question. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There are others around the UK. There's one, as I say, there's one in the fleet area um, who started last year just before lockdown. Um, similar age and ideas to me, I think. Um, there's somebody hmm, more in the Hampshire area. There's obviously Chris Furley and Henley. Um, he's been doing it for quite some time. And it's, it's actually not uncommon. London is a really, there's quite a few of them there. And I think, so I think my drop it my pop-up clinics are probably un unique or unusual at least amongst most of the mobile vets but i think i sort of pinched that from um a london i believe it's a chair it might have been pdsa or someone that i saw they were doing little outreach clinics where they would be somewhere for a period of time um and i thought that was quite a good way for some of my out of area clients to come to me and also to allow people to access my services for a little bit less cost than me going to the house if it was something routine so it's so far been quite well received we've only done two and um, it's only week two um but we have another one tomorrow in a new location um and that's booked uh all by i think we've got a tiny gap but not enough to book anyone in so yeah so they are it's not unique but um, and the very most popular the very most successful ones probably the one on the isle of wight which, oh yeah yeah they set up and they they were so successful they had a full service van where they did operations and everything they've actually now made a base practice as well um which you know is, is great that's not my ambition my ambition actually is to to do the care at home um yeah that it's not for some people it's a cheap way to start working and a way to work up to a, a proper practice but that's sort of not what i'm thinking of if that makes sense i suppose the thing is life changes doesn't it things change and goals change so you never know i mean it might not no. be that 
yeah. the um, the mobile person might have, like in the Isle of Wight, it might have all of a sudden got a business partner who said, actually, I want some bricks and mortars. Can we go together? And then they found some teamwork there. So yeah. that, that's pretty cool. So it sounds like you're going to have to make a Facebook group. <laughs> mobile <laughs> bit group. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've that's said, pretty cool. Uh, if I've had requests for clients more in the fleet area, I've pointed them in Rachel's direction because I figure, you know, they, if they're looking for that service, they can probably get it. Yay! That's so, oh, it's so nice. I love hearing that vets working together. It's just so <laughs> lovely. Well done. Um, so Amanda has also said the best vet. Connell loves Crystal. Oh, so that's lovely. Your oh, fans Connell. are reaching out. And oh, Rosemary, hi Rosemary. Oh Rose, hello. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking over you now because I was just like, yay! Because Rosemary's just come on and said hello and a brilliant pair because uh, Rosemary uses both of us, which is really yeah, lovely, isn't it? She does. <laughs> For many, many years. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so Kay also said, what a great idea. So greatest idea. So thank you so much for joining in. I'm really, really grateful of everybody's comments. So keep yeah. them coming in. And, um, you know, if you have any more ideas, then shove them on here too. You know, if there's a type of veterinary that you want to see, pop them on. You never know. Crystal might do it or somebody else might do it, which would be really <laughs> great. So innovation, innovation. So oh, Crystal, I want to know more about you what do you like to do in your spare time <laughs> horses 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 um, <laughs> um i've i've been horsey forever um and it was horses that got me into being a vet really because it was the um that the farrier i had a crush on when i was 14 who told me i shouldn't go to horse college he thought i was clever enough to be a vet so it's all will's fault and he knows it um wow so, um but yeah I'm, I'm down to one horse now which is very sensible i didn't really have time for two but i was enjoying it a lot um i've just got my just got my lizzie but she keeps me busy enough bless her and um yeah it's it's dressage that i'm really into um and having got the previous one nearly to grand prix you know training at the grand prix moves um my real ambition one day is to get to grand prix um uh, properly and particularly with a horse i bred and have done everything with myself which is where i'm at at the moment so. wow and that's really nice that you're your horses is obviously separate to your work as well because it really keeps your hobby as your hobby which is yeah. fabulous yeah absolutely um i think i think a lot of the horse people who are watching would agree that horse people are a special breed um and um yeah i didn't want to mix business with pleasure and i'm i'm one of those types of horse people so i know <laughs> that's fair enough i'm glad you said it not me <laughs> So well done. Um, so Luna has, oh, that jumped onto the wrong one. Oh. Hold on, I'll come back to that one. Hold on, I'm just going to do in order, otherwise I get it all wrong. Um, so, sorry, Luna. Oh. That's dog. Sheena says, um, Luna and Sky want to know what treats you use. I guess they're obviously yummy then. Um, so the ones I brought to your house were, um, they were misfits from Pets at Home. Uh, they were just, they, they're chicken flavour. They look really rubbish, but the dog's, almost to a man love them and in fact at one of the places I go the cats like them too um because I go and visit the dog for acupuncture and the cats all wake up when they smell the treats so I give them <laughs> dog treats <laughs> hey share and share alike that's mm -hmm. fabulous so Steve says brilliant service for reactive dogs I actually completely agree what yeah I totally Teasel and Angus are listening <laughs> to your voice Crystal and wondering where you are oh bless would it be really mean to go I bet she's gone mad now. Please <laughs> let us know. Did did T just react just then? I'd I'd like to know that too. Um, so Caroline says, "Wow," um, which is fabulous. But I obviously didn't see what bit that was to. But whatever it was, thank you so much for saying it. <laughs> um, Will says, "Always been a superstar. A leg a leg dissection lecturer." Um, as I oh. A leg dissection lecture, as I recall. So I feel yeah. like that's an inside story we need to know that's about. Is that true? Will is barrier I had the crush on when I was 14, who told me I should be a vet. Hello, Will. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, so he's appreciating that he's had his mention. Yeah. Well, Will, there is a he lot of people out He gets the blame for this. <laughs> Awesome. No, I was going to say, Will, obviously all the people that are fans of Crystal, they are all fans of you too, because obviously <laughs> if it wasn't for you, this wouldn't have happened. So thank you, Will. I appreciate it. Um, Amanda says, um, we have had the best advice. Knowing Crystal can be here. ASAP is so reassuring. That's fantastic. Yeah, of course it is. That That is lovely. It, it's what you want, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's one of the really nice things, because although I have officially set our hours as quite small, the nice thing is that actually if, if I can, I will go and see, um, you know, clients of mine if, if it's needed. You know, that's that's the nice thing is that, that especially lockdown, it's not like we're up to very much, is it? Um, but a lot of the time, you know, it's not like I'm doing terribly loads of things unless I'm at a show with the horse or we're actually physically away which doesn't happen very much then you know why why can't I be available for people you know and it's just so nice to be able to offer that from you know from home and the, the commute is terrible because the fan is like you know 10 meters that way <laughs> it's uh you're very James Herriot now that's it. it it completely feels like that and um I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I can have all the modern science I've got a blood machine on the van but I can do it in a really nice personal way. And it does feel a little bit James Harriet, yeah, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what we all grew up with, right? <laughs> so that's amazing. So Caroline says dressage. So that would be what the wow was to, was your dressage. Uh, so yeah, everybody loves hearing about you. Um, <laughs> has said that yes, Teasel's head cocked up 45 degrees. So um, thank you for that, Steve. Um, Susan says, God, this is just your fan club here. This is amazing says uh, the best service uh, by the best vet how long do you allow per consultation as most vets only offer 15 minutes I try and allow at least half an hour um partly to because we've got to get in and out of the van for things sometimes so um you know if we go into the house check the animal over do the vaccination and then then they decide actually they'd like to do um have some worming and flea treatment and things although we'll have weighed them we'll have to go out to, to do the bit so I make sure I've got plenty of time things take terribly long we did two cat boosters today and um it didn't take us ages to do the two but it meant we had a nice bit of time to chit chat obviously at the moment with coronavirus we're trying to keep our time within the home although we're all distancing and owners have got masks and everything um we're trying to keep our time within the home minimal so that we're abiding by all the you know risk assessments and things that we can but it is you know there's no reason why we can't stand on the doorstep and chat for quite a lot longer if we need to you know it's really um it's just about giving people time and yesterday i spent 45 minutes on the phone with an owner making sure she was understanding what i thought was wrong with her dog um you know and it's it's just lovely to be able to give people that much time you know i, I waffle a lot as you know um and it's lovely to be able to do that <laughs> No, I, oh, I agree. That is one of the good freedoms about being your own boss is you, you can make those choices, which is really lovely. And I mean, it's not just, um, you know, from a client point of view either, but also from a clinical point of view. I mean, it's well recognised that, you know, you can obviously do a lot more if your time is longer and like arthritis, thorough arthritis assessments yeah. should be longer and yeah. all that sort of thing. So, I mean, that that's really fantastic. So well done. Um, Will has said, I have tried to take credit for the years now, but it's probably more how passionate Crystal is about <laughs> animals. Uh, well, I think, Will, you're still allowed to have your um, your um, uh, credit as well. That's OK. <laughs> um, so Christine has jumped on. Hi, Christine. Oh, I miss Christine. I haven't seen you in years. Um, no shows at the moment for horses or dogs. Sigh. So yeah, I know. We're all just, bleh. it's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and Jane has said, good fun. Sorry, but have to work. Oh, bless. She's, she's a music teacher in the Azores. And um, yeah, she's, she's, they, they teach even late at night over there. It's, um, it's really quite bonkers. Oh, bless. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, enjoy your work. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's Les Ors France. Um, no, the Azores is Portugal. They live. Um, it's in the middle of the Atlantic. It's beautiful. Oh wow! If you get a chance, you must go. It's absolutely beautiful. Sounds amazing. I will. <laughs> um, Pauline has jumped on and said, "When one is so worried about one's dogs, it's amazing, oh. amazingly comforting to be able to speak with the vet direct." Totally agree. Absolutely. Um, do you accept all insurance companies? Amanda asks. Should be able to. Can't see why not because it's. Um, it's as long as they're happy to, to work with a vet, then then it's fine. Um, the direct claim thing, I mean, it's not going to come up massively often because fingers crossed, most of my bills are not going to be those huge things because we won't be doing surgeries and things. So I would think in most cases it will be a pay and I'll fill out the forms for you to claim it back. But, uh, you know, if we do end up with massive things, of course, yes, you know, we'll we'll look at that. I'm sure it's possible. Um, I yes. have 
forms, despite the fact that that used to be a nurse job, I have had to fill out insurance forms during my career. So I do know roughly which boxes to do. Um, oh, it's horrible. If I'm just one person, there won't be too many in one pile. It's, <laughs> no, it's a... Sarah, anyway, Sarah, that might be you. <laughs> I was going to say it's a horrible job, but the insurers always change their minds as often as their pants. So you know, it's it's always difficult to follow. So it's always just safest to just check with the insurance, isn't it? But yeah. um, but yeah, most of the time these things are fine. But yeah, insurance is oh, it's a different different conversation that one, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> um. So Christine says, um, but keeping all our animals fit and well is important for everything for when everything does restart well that's completely true isn't it and i'm sure you're yeah. out riding your horses all the time crystal yeah and that's where your physio and everything comes in as well isn't it you do horses don't you as well oh do you know i haven't actually done horses in years oh, now you? no but i must admit one of my friends um asked me to do her horse um uh, uh, last year I think maybe it wasn't last year, actually, because that would have been wrong because it was COVID. God, the time's just disappeared, isn't it? So two years ago. And I must admit, I did kind of really enjoy it and going, no, oh, I kind of missed this. But then I was like, it was like, oh, God, because he's so hard yeah. just getting in there for a good yeah. massage. It was like <laughs> having to work so hard. And I was like, yeah, dogs are easier. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah, no, it's time for me is the issue. It's just time. So I used to work with yeah. horses you know, quite a lot. So, um, But, no, I, I stick with my smallies. Um, and your cow and things, which is always good fun. Um, so I wanted to also check and ask you, what made you decide to be a vet? Because I know that obviously you've um, accredited Will for the idea, but he wouldn't have necessarily made you go and fill out that form and actually apply. So, I mean, I think that pretty much, I, I really had no idea. I was just going to go to Warwickshire College of Agriculture and do a horse thing. Um, and so he, he suggested it. And even even when I went to uni, I don't think I really had any idea what the job entails. All I had done in terms of seeing practice and it, God, you students would never get in now with what experience I had. I had done, I did do two or three weeks of lambing, um, saw it all, I mean all. Um, and I had worked on a beef and dairy unit and I had um, and I horse experience but in terms of vet watching vets work I'd done a week watching the really really dodgy small animal vet in Cyprus the thing <laughs> I can't even I don't even know what it was I saw because all it, it was awful um and um and then I had spent Saturday mornings um because I was away at sixth form college so I couldn't do anything no one would take me in the holidays so all I got was Saturday morning experience watching consults in the vet surgery around the corner from the college and I wrote down notes about every consult and I cleaned the table between consults and I cleaned the waiting room afterwards and that was all I saw and they never they were lucky in that they almost never had procedures on Saturdays or anything so I really had no idea when when during A-levels some of the other people on my um in my A-level classes were talking about pios and stuff I had no idea what they were talking about not a clue oh, wow. and it wasn't until I was at university that I learned some of the bits about that that vets might see regularly so um I was fairly clueless when I went into it I obviously understand it now um <laughs> my actual van registration I did not choose it is pio which is hilarious <laughs> oh my god oh my I feel like you can't have that you need to send it back that's terrible that's like asking for trouble personalized one doesn't it, it came with it free <laughs> well there is that but I don't know that that's the one you want for free but okay <laughs> wow that's yeah i mean yeah blimey how amazing that you ended up loving it you know what i mean that's lucky isn't it because it's a lot to, and I to thought, fight hard i thought i was going into it because i didn't really do people um and it turns out that i do and that is the best bit about the job um is the people they will ruin your day if you if if you get the odd bad client or someone who who just maybe takes their grief out on you without and says things perhaps they didn't really mean but you take it to heart because that's the kind of profession you're in um but by god they make your day you know they really just just like the gratitude for you just doing your job is incredible you know it, it, you are just doing your job and people are massively grateful for it it is amazing just and the profession is held in such trust and i feel it's really important that we try and maintain that um you know i think it there's a lot of vet bashing on the internet. I do not read that stuff because, frankly, I know that isn't how most people feel, and all it does is make you feel crap. Um, but you can't, you can't, you can't enter into that. And you also have to remember that it's 
those things have usually come from a very sensitive moment and a lot of guilt and inner feelings because those those things that happen are not simple they never are and even when it's nobody's fault you still blame yourself and so that's where those emotions come from so yeah there can be some negativity out there and yeah. once it's out there, it's out there but you know you you're absolutely right and that's fantastic that you see the positive in it that's really good so yeah, well no, it's done crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that i ended up loving a job i really probably didn't know enough about <laughs> but i'm just glad you loved it that's perfect <laughs> So I'm just going to go back to our comments because um, there's loads coming on. It's amazing. Um, so Christine says, although vets are able to tell you who they don't recommend about companies um, that aren't good at paying out on claims. Oh, bless. Yeah. So that's just more comments on the uh, insurance situation. Yeah. So you're not allowed to to recommend one company over another, um, even if you work with them every day, because you're just not allowed to lead people. Um, you know, I just I just usually ask people to. Um, you know do things like um you know look through the small print and and things like that and they can ask us about the small print we just can't say company x is better than company y you know but no yeah. exactly they, they made those rules very clear a few years ago didn't they and started sending everybody on courses so they could say, say those things so yeah. i didn't do that course <laughs> Um, so Kay says, um, Barty eats sporadically and seems to be very hungry every third day. And on the other days, he may not eat breakfast until lunchtime and dinner late or not at all. Is that OK? I think provided his energy is normal, his poos are normal, he's not vomiting. I probably wouldn't worry too much. What I would probably do is just on the day he's really hungry, maybe not feed him completely to appetite. I would maybe feed him what you'd expect a dog of his size to eat and try and just make sure that he's you know you're spreading it out but i think if he's if he's not got any signs of ill health i probably wouldn't panic about it some dogs do seem to have that kind of thing and and um if it's accompanied by you know gurgly tummies funny poos then obviously that's perhaps a sign of ill health but but if he's you know doing nice little logs and bounding about and being barty because he's very lively um, <laughs> he's quite wild he's really cute little terrier um so yeah, I think if he's if he doesn't seem unwell, I wouldn't worry. But obviously, if he does, that that might be something to be concerned about. Thank you, thank you for that. And I'm going to be an absolute child and say, "Hee hee, you just said poo twice on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> because Joe sorry, Biden, just made me laugh. Joe Biden, being um, a being an American, said "duty" in his speech, which made me giggle too. <laughs> we'll do our duty. <laughs> we could be such children can't we um so susan says um will you contact my vets directly for my animals clinical history before you visit and will you send your clinical notes back to them um yes i haven't um, when people are registering i'm not immediately asking for notes i'm asking for notes once they've booked an appointment because there might be visits in between when they've asked to be a client and when they actually want me to come because they might only want me for a vaccination or whatever um and yes i i won't automatically send notes back for everybody because i think that's masses of work um but if you're if you want your vets to get the notes back you can either ask me to send them straight back or they can contact me and i'll email them back it's, it doesn't take long to do but obviously if i'm seeing somebody once a fortnight for acupuncture or whatever it's just excessive emails if people don't actually want the notes so yes i'm more than happy to do it though obviously that's the the way that vets should work together is by sharing notes and you know i think it's at the moment with covid everyone's so busy it's relatively tricky sometimes getting notes out of vet surgeries because they're just so busy the phones won't stop and all the rest of it so i'm make, trying to make sure i give them loads of notice but then they always have to contact the client for permission to send things back um so it's often slowed down by that bit so sometimes i'm saying to the client do you think you could ask them because then it'll save them asking you and then me um <laughs> so but yeah of always share notes that's what professionals are supposed to do absolutely well well done and there's a good question so well done for asking and she's Karen... she's she's spying she's a vet nurse <laughs> oh good for... that's all right loaded questions that's okay because it's what <laughs> people will want to know so thank you very much um so caroline says um uh, why did you become a horse vet well right so i thought that horse vets worked really long hours and got really rubbish money <laughs> and it turned out actually that was small animal vets <laughs> as my horse vet informed me 
<laughs> that he worked much better hours than me and he probably earned better money. <laughs> so, oh, I know. And and also, as I said, business and pleasure. And also, I feel for horse vets that horses are so much harder to treat. And horse people will go often to the the physio, the massage, the crystal healer, the Reiki before they'll get the vet. And as someone who has bowing therapy on my horse, as I say, I'm one of them too. So it's probably quite frustrating for horse vets, I think, at times when they get called after six months of a problem. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know all that before I decided to be a horse vet. It was just mass. It was also massively hard to get into horse vetting. If you if you left uni, the, the jobs for, for just horses were like one. And wow. small animal and horses with any genuine amount of horses was tiny. Most of the mixed small animal horses, like 5% horses, mostly vaccines and teeth. So yeah. there also wasn't loads of scope for really proper work. Um, otherwise, I reckon I could have really got into it. Um, but yeah, the, the ability to kind of get a really decent job right away in small animals are so much easier because there's just so many more practices. It's also, I would say it's very different as well. I mean, I remember when I went to Newmarket for the equine hospital there and it I did not particularly think it was the most fun place I'll be honest like as a nurse I just couldn't think of anything more boring because well, I, yeah I went to Rossdale's for a week or two and it wasn't terribly friendly um oh. and but they 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 were really nice but the whole atmosphere wasn't terribly friendly it was very competitive um, oh that didn't surprise me and yeah yeah it was just it was it really didn't make you want to do it and they you know the way they they're rotating internship did they, one one vet did anesthetics for six months nothing but anesthetics for six months and then nothing but x-rays for another six months or something it was really i mean they got amazing at it but yeah i do love a bit of variety totally i mean that, and that was what i was meaning when i was saying the sort of boring bit was because as a nurse you're not allowed to do anesthetics which obviously is completely different to small animal yeah. um and then you know when you're on when you're post-operatively watching a case come round um you know as a nurse you're you're in there with your smallies you're watching them you're constantly checking them you know temperature pulse respiration all those things are being done you know and you're really in there and you you mm. might do some physio on, on waking up or whatever but when you're a horse vet or horse nurse you sit outside the stable and yeah. most of them are just reading a magazine <laughs> so um because you can't be in the stable because it's dangerous and um and then you you know and, and you're there or like that's your whole day is just mm -hmm. sitting there and i was thinking god i hope they get to go to the toilet all right <laughs> um you know so there was it was stuff yeah. like that and so and you, your day becomes very focused on one patient really um so it was it was a very different world um mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't, it wasn't particularly for me so it was a very different thing um yeah interesting yeah. so yeah that was a very good question thank you for asking yeah. that um mags has also asked do you offer monthly payment plans for routine meds so it's going to be coming um we were supposed to be having a meeting sarah and i last friday um with zoetis about setting up vet post which is basically where you get your um flearworm stuff monthly delivered to your door so um, you know it comes in the post um and it's one thing a month so it's much easier to remember to do it because i think when people go and pick up six months worth at a time it, i'm one of those people oh it can't be four weeks already since we did it it must be next week i need to do it you know um mags in venice is not one of those people she will do this exactly anyway but um she's one of those really amazingly organized people that put us all to shame um but yeah so it will be coming there i think they're making some tweaks to it anyway the person we're supposed to be having a meeting with has had to be off sick so they're looking to reschedule our meeting for february sometime and then we will get um to know a little bit about how to do it but yes that will be a plan and probably to begin with i'll keep it separate from the rest of the work but i'm looking eventually to do like a plan that includes your booster and maybe an extra visit during the year or something like that as you know for a, a slightly increased fee but haven't kind of dived into the details yet that's definitely in my plan though it's in the little book of things i talked about at the beginning yeah any any business owner has got that book of ideas and it just grows and you have to hope, hope you've got time to get through it yeah exactly <laughs> excellent excellent so um susan says um would you visit an animal just for a nail clip or an anal glands or something simple like that or is it just if they're unwell and don't you 
you've or yeah need a consultation um at the moment obviously we can't because we're not supposed to be doing anything that isn't sort of required for the animal's welfare within the terms of the lockdown now the difficulty with that is we don't know how long lockdown is really going to be um so doing vaccinations is appropriate doing puppy vaccines is appropriate trimming nails at those times is fine um i did we did do an anal glands last week but that's because the um the the cat was reported as being smelly and they didn't know why so we went to look at the cat for being smelly so we did do a visit for anal glands but we didn't know in advance that's what it was um i'd probably say normally that people could maybe come to the pop-up clinics for those i mean that if they want to pay for a house visit for us to come and do the glands or the nails absolutely but it won't be loads cheaper um you know we might we might just charge you for the visit and not for the nails it, you know charge you for a consult fee rather than you know but yeah it, we would in non-covid times but i also can recommend a really good groomer who is starting to work with a very nervous patient of mine who no one can touch his feet um you've met george haven't you <laughs> He's getting some help with his with his foot phobia, and their first session this week went really well. So um, I'm, I'm busy passing people on to um, to Hannah, who seems to be some sort of magician with nervous dogs. Fantastic, fantastic! Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really good. Excellent. So Kay, um, Amanda, sorry, Amanda says um, Kay Willis, same here. Selective hunger. So I think I was back on our conversation about oh. the food. Um, and oh, and he's fine. Um, which is fabulous. Oh, um, okay. So uh, I also want to ask, what what pets have you got? Um, so other than Lizzie, the big orange pony that I bred, um, one small black cat called Tina, um, who is like a little witch's cat. She's, I don't know, 2.6 kilos soaking wet. And she is um, a ferocious hunter. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't catch rabbits very often, but she's had two in the time we've had her. And it took her an entire day during last summer to eat the second rabbit. Um, she kept going back to it during the day where it was under the bush. It was, it was kind of fascinating and disgusting all in one. But she's, oh, she's I understand a that. Yeah, she's a proper cat. And I respect her for that. I just wish that she didn't leave the little squishy bits that she doesn't want up on our top landing. Because when you don't know they're there, you can't decide whether it's good or bad that you had socks on when you trod in the kidney or whatever. That is disgusting. Is it, is, it, is it better not to have socks on? Is it better to have socks on? I still don't know because it's happened both ways to me and I don't know which was worse. I <laughs> don't <fine>. know. <laughs> I've got a feeling I know what you mean, like, you know, that weird thought thought process. Yeah, yeah I don't know which yeah. I'd pick either. That is disgusting. <laughs> you, know, suppose... you know those cards, like, would you rather this or that? It's one of those. <laughs> yeah, that is disgusting. That is disgusting. We'll move on from there. Um, <laughs> So um, I always love asking this question. And this well, it's probably the same answer. What part of being a vet still grosses you out? Um, it's not just the kidney sock thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, really stringy, gooey stuff. I mean, and and certain smells. Certain smells. I'm I'm quite sensitive to smell. And one of the things I will not miss about not having kennels. For, with sick animals in, um, is the smell of those really disgusting diarrheas. Um, yeah, yeah. Stringy, stringy, particularly stringy vomit. The stringy that's all living, that, yeah, that, yuck, yuck. Yeah, yuck. and the big long drool, are you okay yeah, with the distinct oh, yeah, well, Not even just the burners, but yeah, the dog drool that when they swing it goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. That's fair enough. Uh, I can <laughs> totally understand that. So, uh, yes. See, Crystal is human after all. Um, I'm going to make sure I get through some of my questions because always I don't get any questions. You're so many people coming up here, which is lovely. Um, so if you could be amazing at any sport, what would it be? It's going to be dressage, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would love to follow in the footsteps. So Lizzie, Lizzie is not a perfectly built horse. She's pretty good, but she's not perfectly built. Um, and she, she has quite a big head and a very long back and her... For, for dressage, you need your wither to be higher than your bottom, really, and she's she's level at best. Um, so, but there are the very best riders in our country have have succeeded all the way to Grand Prix and international Grand Prix with horses just like that. Carl has oh. to do the same thing, and Laura did it with Alf, who was coincidentally orange with four white socks as well. So, uh, my my aim is to do as much as I can to to emulate that. I know it can be done, just not by me, probably, but I'm going to try. <laughs> 
for you. Good for you. Um, so if you could do a Facebook Live with anybody, who would it be? So this was the Dead or Alive, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, Dead or Alive. I, I never got to speak to, because he died when I was two, my, my grandmother's other half. He wasn't my grandfather, um, but he was, he should have been, if that makes sense. He was the person she fell in love with. Um, Gabriel was, he was an artist, um, he, and he was a propaganda artist in the Second World War, and he was on Hitler's hit list, but also he was something of a, an animal healer, apparently, I hear, um, and he, he used to look after injured wildlife that he found, and then he re would release them, and then they would come back with other injured wildlife. They oh, wow. Back to him, which is amazing, and he had various other weird mystical parts to him um something to do with spirits which I, i'm i would love to be sensitive to all that stuff i'm not but um he he took he was able to, to i don't know he did stuff with spirits and yeah it, that was just cool I'd, I'd love to have really got to know him but, uh, you know his his artist his art is amazing i should have one of his paintings somewhere but um, i don't know what happened to it was it weirdly he painted for me a little cat looking around a door um, oh, yeah, which is really, really lovely. Um, but some, some of his art was so simple. The one I rem two I remember the most was a, a, a yellow background with just using the black marks to pick out a tiger. Um, so just its stripes against the yellow background, so no edge. Um, and on a red background, I think, um, a bull, but like just the horns in black and a faint outline and then something in yellow, maybe the ring. I've got a vague memory of that. And, and so they were really simple, big, strong things. But as I say, he did propaganda out, so he was in, important in the war. So that's kind oh, of... Oh, wow. Mm. Very cool. And a lovely, unique answer. So, yeah. um yeah, <laughs> fantastic. That's a really good answer. I feel like I'd like to know him as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, So tell me something that people may not know about you. Ah, uh, so I I would have loved to have been a singer. Wow! Been a singer. The problem is, I can I can hold a tune, but I don't have a beautiful voice. Um, like it doesn't. It's so it's it's not one of those that I, I can sing in tune to stuff, but no one really wants to hear it. If you know what I mean. So I always wanted to, to sing in a band. I even tried to get on Stars in Their Eyes when I was at uni. Um, I didn't even manage that. <laughs> Look, you've managed a lot in life. Oh my God, that's amazing, and that's really hard, by the way. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I always what would wanted, you've done? I really wanted to sing in a band or something. Yeah, but I was just I don't maybe I wasn't dedicated enough. I, I didn't really have many singing lessons and um yeah, I I think I got put off when people said I wasn't good enough. Yeah, people are mean like that. Mm -hmm. I applied for gladiators just to be funny. Did you? Cool. <laughs> I didn't get anywhere either, but I just thought that would be so cool to be on gladiators. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to be Storm <laughs> or Jet. <laughs> You actually like to be a gladiator, not a contender. No, I was a contender, but if you won the contenders, you could become a you could become a gladiator. And I did think, you know, I'd have done either role. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been cool. That was our Saturday would. night, wasn't it? That was, you know, our Saturday night was Scylla and gladiators. Totally, totally. Mm. Um, so what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? <laughs> Falling in love. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's gone all smushy. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. I mean, lots of things I do seem to come out of the blue, but I've thought about them for a long time. But that is the one thing that that completely sprang itself on me. Um, so I was having a New Year's party um, in our home where I lived with the person I was married to, um, and um, some people from the yard came, and they were people we regularly been drinking with and all the rest of it and I had never thought anything about anything at all um I wasn't terribly happy in my marriage it wasn't anyone's fault we were just the wrong people um but I didn't know I wasn't happy if I'm honest um everyone else could see it not me and we'd it was past midnight two three in the morning the other half had gone to bed and I was just sat chatting with the guys on the sofa and then Rich put his hand on my leg and I kid you not it was like something hit me like a bolt out of the blue it was the oddest thing um and yeah it, it very quickly 
precipitated a huge chain of events that meant that I went and lived at Cullinghead for a year and my, I watched my Lizzie get born whilst I was 200 metres away and yeah it, it changed my life very much for the better and my ex is very much happier he's married to someone um they're both really horsey and they've got a child and he always wanted kids and I never did so you know it's all worked out best for everybody but yeah that was definitely the most spontaneous thing I've ever done. Do you know, that sounds very much like it needs to be a Hollywood movie, if I'm honest. <laughs> I mean, that is very Hollywood, isn't it? You know, misery, spontaneity, followed by happily ever after. You couldn't get more Disney. Nine years so far. <laughs> Congratulations. So I want to hear you um, plug your team, basically. You know, who have you got on your team that's, you know, helping you achieve your dreams? Well, obviously, my, my wing woman is Sarah, um, who comes to this really fresh. So her, her granddad was a vet, but Sarah is a writer. Um, and she, oh. yeah, I know, right. Um, and she used to be, um, she used to write for the Farmer's Guardian. Um, but she's, she's super smart. She's got, you know, two degrees and, and all of this stuff. And she has picked up the, the technical side of things brilliantly. We, I, I'd arrange for us to have three days of training and after one and a half days of training she was like yeah i think i've done all i need to do i'll do the rest of it on the job and she's brilliant she chases me around with the sanitizer makes sure i'm doing everything right she takes the money from people she doesn't let me discount things too much um because <laughs> because i'm you know a soft touch um she is um brilliant at learning all the things she's she's really interested it's amazing she just wants to know everything she wants she did want to train to be a vet nurse but um i'm hoping i've persuaded her that this might be a good second to it um and a little bit more variety a little bit less poo uh said it again um, <laughs> and, um, um you know so i think she's she's brilliant i i interviewed a few people i spoke to many i had loads of applications which was amazing i'd never even written a job ad and apparently it looked quite good so um and unbelievably i got a gut feel and so far it seems to be great um and yeah she's fantastic my other obviously huge support is rich who has been incredible he helped tart the ambulance up a little bit um because it was a previous vet fan but he's made it look like a brand new one um we took the old old stickers off with all the pictures of animals and put our nice little logo on it um he's really helped just being encouraging after initially saying I really don't think you'll be able to work for yourself. I really think you'll find it too stressful. Um, but after that, <laughs> he's now gone, you actually can do this. It's fine, though. well done. <laughs> good. He's been brilliant, really good. He's he's really put himself out to help me. And he has gone through such a hard time lately that, you know, it, whether it's helped a little bit, I don't know. But I mean, he, you know, it's it's been hard for him to, to help me when he's been feeling so low. So I'm super grateful. And obviously, all the family, particularly um, my mum has stumped up a bit of cash to help me um, get things going, which is great. Thanks, mum. She's not watching now, but yay, thanks, Bank of Mum. Um, <laughs> she, she will say that's grandma and grandpa because it was their money, but, um, you know, it's it's all of them. Um, yeah, yeah it, and just, you know, just the goodwill of everybody, like the, the clients of mine who have decided that they, they would like to follow me despite um you know despite everything um is is really lovely um and yeah it's just it's just really i'm lucky i've got i feel like i've got a great big team and then there's just little me and sarah on the top <laughs> amazing so the other question i always like to ask is what do you love about physio i just love the difference it makes to animals <laughs> Yay, <good one. laughs> um, so there's a patient of mine who the and his owner is amazing. He does everything. He has osteopathy. He swims him. He had me do acupuncture, but but Archie doesn't really like pins. Um, but, you know, he, he came to me probably four years ago and he walked in and I said, how long has he been walking like that? And he went, what do you mean? And I went, like he's on eggshells. And he went, well, that's how he walks. So and we x-rayed Archie and, and he was still quite young and, and he had arthritis in all the joints. Um, and it was really hard breaking that news. And it was really um you know we, we made a plan and we've he he has a really good um plan but he started maybe six months ago to struggle with um one of his back legs he was he, he, the owner said his back leg is juddering and i was like well, his back leg is juddering because he's not bearing weight on it that's why so there's a problem here so um he went to a physio that had some gait analysis you know they do the percentages weight and you could and they can actually prove that he wasn't bearing weight on it 
and it's the fact that they um they've given him all these exercises to do and the difference it's made to the dog alongside all the stuff we were already doing um has been amazing and you know i've seen patients of yours that just you know that it makes such a difference in their life and part of that is it's the participation of the owners physio is is you know it's it's all about the practitioner but it's it's 10 or 15% the actual physio session and 85 to 90% the effort the owner puts in to do all the stuff you want to do, walking over poles and round things and lifting bits up, making do a bird dog and, you know, all the rest of it, because it's physio is about muscular rehab rehab and training and you only get muscles if you train them. So that's a daily thing. So it's, yeah, it's all about the owner and the physio and the vet and the team. It's the vet, I suppose it's the vet and the team. It's the thing they're trying to promote now from the BVA is, you know, the team involves the owner and the animal. God, it completely does. It completely does. It's absolutely true. And I mean, that's what people always say. How long is it going to take? I say, well, it depends on you. Um, you know, it, it is, it, and every program's different because it does depend on the owner and how much they can do and also the patient, how much they will tolerate and do as well and be compliant. And so there's so many factors. And yeah, the therapist is all about leading that program in the right direction at the right time. And, and, um, and changing as you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Thank you very much for saying that, Crystal. Most appreciated. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go back to everybody's lovely comments um, because they were just, they just keep coming. Um, so, um, what? So, Kirst, uh, Christine says, "What are your views on the lepto jabs and the variant L two, L four boosters and the inoculations? And do you offer both? I know it's a hot potato. It is actually a hot potato. I do offer both. Um, I think that I just think I think all dogs should be vaccinated for lepto. Step one. I just don't think there should be any discussion about whether or not we vaccinate dogs for a disease that can be passed to humans. There's just we're dealing with coronavirus, which is a disease that's been passed to humans from animals. Boom. Um, lepto can and will infect your kidneys, your liver and your brain, same as it does to the dogs. It is a very real thing. I've nursed dogs with lepto. So, you know, it, and I've seen it pass to an owner. So it, it does happen. So first of all, I would just say do it and do it annually because it needs doing. The others don't need doing annually. Fine. The L2 or L4 thing. So one of the extra L's in the L4 it has been found in the UK. The other one is an abroad one. So if you're going to travel your dog abroad, <laughs> ever now, because it's possible just about for you to take your dog abroad now, um, but if you're going to do it, have L4, okay, because that is abroad. If you're not going to, I'm equivocal, I'm on the fence. My issue with L4 in the puppy stage is that it's got a four week and really no leeway on that. It's got 28 days between the first and the second. In terms of getting them out and about and socialising, that is a little bit awkward because they they can have it at, um, they can have it at six weeks and ten weeks, but not everybody wants their puppies jabbed at six weeks. Um, so a lot of people get them done at eight weeks. That then means you wait till twelve weeks and have the second one. Then you need to wait at least a week, really, before you take them anywhere where they might pick lepto up. So, I in the interest of people wanting to socialise them sooner and get them out sooner and reactive, the number of reactive dogs we have now makes me wonder if we aren't doing that soon enough and bomb-proofing them enough to everything. I don't know why we have so many more reactive dogs, but it is really hard for the owners that have them. Um, so in, in the interest of that, I offer people both and I explain and I let them choose. I have a lot more L2 vaccines in the fridge than I do L4s um, because I think that's how most people go. It's also quite a lot cheaper um, for that, but that doesn't matter. I offer both and I charge the same. Um, but it is it, L4 is at least double the cost of L2 which oh, I wow. there's four in there not two right but um yeah <laughs> but also l2's been around a lot longer so it probably is cheaper to make i don't know um but yeah i i just do lepto tell me which one you want fine but just don't skip it i really don't think it's uh, in anybody's interest and one someone who lives local to me that their, their dog did have it and he had it and he did survive but it was touch and go and it's a nightmare for the handling and the nursing because all the staff are at risk of it and, you know, you don't want to be putting your vet staff at risk either. No, that's nasty. That's really nasty. Mm -hmm. I've seen plenty of parvos and I've seen a distemper, but I must admit, I haven't seen a lepto. I've never seen a distemper. And when I was teaching Sarah about infectious diseases, I actually had to look it up. And I learned that distemper used to wipe out whole towns of dogs because it's so easy to pass on because they only have to like get nose to nose. It's, you know, they needed to wear masks haha, to stop using it. 
Um, but it's it's so preventable by a vaccine, same as parvo, same as um, you know hepatitis. It's those vaccines are very good, uh, which yeah. is why they last so much longer. But yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Excellent. So well answered. Um, and so Sarah, I'm assuming Sarah Jones is the assistant. Uh. That's her. <laughs> How did you end up with a assistant? Bless you. You obviously are well loved. Um, and Kay says um, he likes to eat socially too. So that'll be back on the um, food oh, comment. And um, Rosemary, I feel like I want to hear you sing this. Oi, oi, oi. But I've lost all context of that, I'm afraid. And I she said, Bless my George. Yes. I actually haven't met George. Haven't you? Oh. Oh no, did I meet him? I think I met him as a real tiny pup. I think I did meet him as a real tiny pup. Yeah, bless He's him. Very handsome and for some reason, unbelievably anxious. Um, oh, I've seen lots of photos. No, Rose, Rose, Rose has done everything right forever, and one day of he course. Was like, you don't touch my feet, and that was that. <laughs> oh, but, bless him. Yeah, but they may be making some progress. So good. It couldn't be a better owner. So you know. Yeah, Rosemary will have it. She will have it. Um, and Stephanie says, uh, my cat does that too. Um, is it is it a kidney or liver? Oh. Yeah, gross. Um, usually it's the gallbladder or the stomach that they leave, if I'm honest. But I, I, I usually inspect it. And the thing I trod in was a kidney. Yeah. I was going to say, you've definitely inspected that. That's gross. Mm. <laughs> and Caroline says, um, pus. Don't all love pus. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I, exactly i mean I, yeah i quite like a pussy yeah we'd, we'd never we'd never list pus in the things that gross us out well you can't be a vet and hate pus <laughs> i don't like chunky pus when it goes bop 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 that's disgusting <laughs> i don't like that the stuff that comes out rabbits rabbit bop. oh yeah rabbit pus is grim yeah exactly <laughs> oh, Becky, bless you Thank you for all your help with Lucy, especially when she kept yeah. um, she kept keeping us all on our toes in her final yeah. years. Oh, bless. Oh, well done. Thank you for saying, Becky. That's really um, and Christine um, is back again. She says, top tip, Ace uh, Bleach is excellent at getting slime slobber marks out of trousers. Owning boxes can be slobbery at times. Yeah, it can. <laughs> I love I love boxes, but I do wish they were less drooly. I, I, can handle, I can handle the full stomach punch that happens, but the drool is someone else. <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, I remember Christine's um, boxes, and actually they were they were pretty good on the slobber front, which was quite impressive. But she's obviously, you know, perhaps they're not like that all the time. Maybe they're on best behaviour for me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, Susan says, oh, yes, I remember all those karaoke. Wow. Nights. Stick with the vetting. Wow. Wow. You've been told. See, see what I mean? You don't want to listen to it. <laughs> Steve says, go on, give us a quick verse um, of Song Crystal. Bit of Northern Soul, perhaps. Oh, I agree. I must admit, I would love to hear you now as well. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, Rosemary says, I have met George, and he was about four months old. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking in the end, was like, I think I met him right as a pup-pup. So, um, yes. No. Oh, I want another cuddle with him now. He was so cute. Uh, but I have seen his photos and he's growing amazingly. Mm. Um, and then Christine also says, thanks for the great information on the vaccine, Lepto. I did have one dog um, that couldn't be vaccinated due to the IMTP, but my current monster is vaccinated for L2 since puppy and she's yeah. seven and a half years old now. That's fabulous. Um, and... Uh, yeah, actually, funnily enough, um, one of the people I did um, live interview with, Diana, a few weeks ago or just before Christmas, um, she's a dog trainer and she was talking about the reactiveness. And that was a point that was talking about um, puppy breeding and how much socialisation should be done at an early age. And it was a fascinating subject, really, really interesting. I just so, I know that, that, that there probably were always reactive dogs and maybe we didn't recognise them. But I do feel like there are many more reactive dogs. I mean, it got to a point at Castle where... It, there was almost more dogs waiting to come in the side door than would come in the waiting room. You're like, it was, you, you know, there's always more antisocial dogs than social dogs, which meant that they were all queuing up with and seeing one another anyway. <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, so Christine has also said, and rightly so, uh, she says, mine are clean headed ones, hence not slobbery. Uh, Yay. <laughs> well done. So just to wrap this all up, um, I wanted to ask you, what is your top tip for getting through winter? I think um, making sure that 
they're warm if they are a short-coated breed obviously it's the perfect weather for your huskies and, and all of those you know they do not need coats they are loving it they hate summer and you know that's 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 their time to shine now um so coats for the whippets and things definitely even if they don't and even the border terriers even if they don't think it's fashionable if they're going to shiver maybe let them have a coat or make them have a coat um and keeping those paws clean when they've been on salted roads um just wash them every time they've been out walking on roads because that salt isn't pleasant um and it'll make them lick and it'll make them sore and they will also get the gravel off as well that tends to get in between their tootsies Fantastic. So um, Christine just said the last thing was, yes, socialisation is really important, especially as pups and training. I completely agree. Yeah. So I just wanted to say my quick tip for COVID lockdown, hire a hot tub. Best thing ever. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap this up now. Thank you so much. It has been amazing talking to you, Crystal. I've had so much fun. I've enjoyed learning everything about you and your new venture. Um, and thank you to our wonderful audience for joining in. And I look forward to seeing you at our next cup of tea with a vet. Bye, everybody. Our feeders and goodbye. <laughs> Yay, she sung. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cup of Tea with the Vet. If you want to hear it live and get involved, join us on our Facebook or YouTube channel, Animal Physiotherapy Limited. And if you can leave a review, please do. They really help and I read every single one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>